Welcome to Building Character, our new episodic series where we will be talking about tabletop games and building characters in various games. With me is... Oh, hi, my name's Kayla. Now, uh, let's talk about, like, God. God? God. Uh, gods. Gods. Building characters in, like, D&D and stuff, Cleric is... Obviously one of the most popular ones. It's my favorite. Yeah. Um, and it can do kind of everything in, in D&D 5e. Um, and also, like, fantasy in general mm-hmm. has to do with, like, deities and gods a whole, whole lot. Yep. Um, also, my new, my chair is very noisy. Um, but I think, like, having gods and stuff in tabletop games can sometimes be like a double-edged sword because like i know as like a dm it, it kind of like i just kind of like feel i have to throw in like deus ex machina occasionally mm-hmm. to to like mm, and just help it's like you fell asleep and you have a vision yep. or something like that it just makes it real easy to do um but honestly that does add like a more i don't know silly in-depth look at it as well because like you can really play it up though yeah like you can have some of the silliest things happen or some of the most serious things happen yeah i mean it, it definitely makes lore mm-hmm. like it, it adds lore to the game yep um but like what about like relig like it's deities in fantasy games would be treated super differently than just like religions in any other game like Mm -hmm. if you were in a cyberpunk game and there was a religious aspect like religious characters that would be that would have to be treated very differently you know Mm -hmm. like that's something like a a religious character in a cyberpunk world is just a religious character in the future of our our world yeah which i think would be could could cause trouble at a table maybe yeah that could be a little... That could be tricky. Um, mainly because you gotta worry about, like, how involved uh, the religion is and everything like that. And, I don't know, people are very, uh, very loving about their religions, and, um, you know, you just gotta be aware of that. Yeah, I You know, th- rule of thumb, don't yeah. be a dick. Yeah. Um. <laughs> We've made jokes on the podcast of having a character that is a cleric of Jesus Christ in in D and D, which, as funny as that would be, would probably uh, be kind of offend upsetting. someone. That would yeah. offend someone. <laughs> um, don't want to go too South Park about it, where it's like, oh yeah, it's okay if it's offensive as long as it's offensive to Christians. That's yeah, not, that's, that's not, not fun. Um, I mean, I guess. Well, even when we had Nacho Libre in a game, it was mm-hmm. uh, it was not even. He wasn't even a cleric of, like, no. the Christian god, even no. though he was a Catholic character. Yeah. Um, so, what when you play as a cleric, why do you pick clerics? Why Reason, do you want to be the cleric? Why do I want to be the cleric? I want to be the cleric because it's the most diverse character. I And I solely believe that. It is the most diverse character. Do you want to be... Do you want to be someone who's got sticky fingers, but also wants to be able to heal your team if necessary, uh, and also maybe do, like, bizarre things, uh, that'll make everyone lose their goddamn minds? Uh, 
Tempest cleric, or not Tempest cleric, a uh, trickery cleric. Um, do you want to be the hardest hitting fighter that can also do radiant damage? Be a war cleric. Um, <laughs> like, there's so many different ways to play it up. And yeah. it's just, real. it's just, there's so many options. Yeah, it's like there's, there's like a cleric version of every other class. That's mm-hmm. just like, it's got like a little taste of that mm-hmm. class. Oh yeah, nature clerics? You want to be a druid that can do better healing? There you go. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, in 5th edition, I think specifically, clerics aren't even really healers, Mm-mm. like, definitively. Mm-mm. The only cla- the, the only type of, like, healer character that, if you even wanted to call it that, would probably be, like, the life cleric. Yeah, they, they have all healing yeah, abilities. Yeah, they have all healing abilities, but they still get, um... Like proficiencies in he- like in heavy armor and heavy weaponry. Yeah, they're still tanks. They're still tanks, and so like you know, it's just it's just really it's a good way to be. It's I a- wonder why that choice was. <laughs> like, why did they make the life clerics just just like walls? Like, oh, why yeah. are, why are life clerics like because self healing tanks? I wonder because uh, they're the last person you want down. That's true. That's true. But also, it's just like mechanically it seems like one of those well if we're gonna give you all the healing in the world we might make you a little squishy yeah you know like final fantasy style like yeah a, cle- a cleric is not a white mage yeah there's a ve- there's a vast difference there yeah like you could style your character that way you mm-hmm. could be like a, a trickery cleric mm-hmm. and you'd be a, a squishy healer cleric or a yeah. grave cleric like that because mm-hmm. they're squishy casters mm-hmm. yeah i see i see what you mean um, but the but the healer healer cleric is uh, is a is hard to kill. It yeah, is, they're very hard to down. Um, so yeah. So, what kind of like when you pick a deity, do you just go through the the list that they have there, or do you find a deity you like and just like morph it into what you need? Um, it really depends on what it is I'm needing at the time. So like with um. One character that I created, uh, she was a tabaxi uh, trickster cleric, which really worked out really well because the uh, god of trickery, uh, in, uh, there is a god of trickery that is uh, just called the cat god. He's the cat lord, and um, he makes cats want to be able to go and adventure. Um, he, you know, he also, like, all of the cat like, in their religion, the cats always look up to him as a big brother figure, and so it's not like devoting yourself to this person mm-hmm. but rather seeing them as an equal and then like being granted that back as well out of respect anyway it was really really cool and so that's that's why I got mm-hmm. that character to be that way but then you get characters like my uh, grave cleric uh, soot, soot <laughs> who was uh, you know this uh, raccoon person and it didn't quite make sense for them to be a grave cleric, but also be able to, like, hunt and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so, basically, what I ended up doing there was taking uh, the Sovereign Host, because um, I wanted, I knew I wanted to be a, a, a neutral good character if I could do something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Sovereign Host in Ebron was the was good, the good uh, pantheon. And, and the Silver uh, Flame, but they're... They, they would not have fit your flavor very yeah, well. Yeah, they wouldn't have fit my flavor very well. And so, um, uh, Balinor uh, was the perfect god for that because there was, like, this um, specific way of seeing the, like, like, seeing the goodness of death 
but he was the god of life and hunting. And so with hunting, there's always death. That's how that works. And so you could kind of... I stretched it a little bit, but... It yeah, was, we kind of morphed the, the yeah. nature of that god. Yeah, and so to... So basically, we, uh, she was a, a a hunter and cleric of the grave. Um, made it into a situation where it was out of solely respect. Did you ever kill anything? Um, and of course, as soon as it was done, like you've killed something, you did have to give it its due diligence, give it its respect, um, and make sure that it rests. Yeah. And so that's what so it did. It became kind of a cool flavor for that character. Mm -hmm. Also, you were a raccoon, so like that kind of like dealing with death and dead things you're kind right. of made sense in it a way. It did, yeah. Um, <laughs> but then, um, so there's also, let's take a like cleric from Dungeon World, maybe. Okay. Um, Which so the, I have played as well. So the clerics from Dungeon World <laughs> are more like... There's not a whole lot of subclasses. Mm -mm. There's not subclasses in Dungeon World, there's first of all. There's not subclasses in Dungeon so World. It's there's more also just, not gods in Dungeon World. Well, not definitive. There's not like a definitive list of gods. Um, but the Dungeon World's setup is almost more flavored towards the race determines how mm -hmm. your flavor is. Yeah. Because it's like if you were a dwarf, you are sort of like the the D and D cleric. But if you're a right. human. You're a little more like a common priest or like an, right. an elf is almost wizard-like. Yeah. I think. It's sort of just how it kind of played out mm -hmm. when you look at their the options. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, with Dungeon World as well, you get to just play with it as much as you want. And, uh, you know, then you end up, you know, sitting at a table for five minutes and suddenly your googly-eyed covered rock friend is, uh, you know, your god sounds like Danny DeVito. Is your avatar of your god. Yeah. And that's just what happens. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think when you have uh, a world without like an established pantheon, mm -hmm. it gives like it gives you a chance to just m make up flavor on the spot. Oh yeah. Um, because I I don't I don't feel like D and D allows for that much play with the nature of the gods. Like we we did some twisting to make Balinor fit, mm -hmm. but if you're building this fantasy world with this much structure and lore behind it, mm -hmm. trying to change the nature of the god may conflict with something that, like, another character or the DM has. Because mm -hmm. um, it's like, if you tried to change the nature of an elven god to fit some non-elvish character, then does that change the nature of all the elves in the world? Which could be fun, yeah. and I would be for that, but also if you're playing, like, a published adventure and things like that, mm -hmm. it might conflict and make more work for the DM that they did not anticipate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think... I don't know. I'm trying to think of other notable, like, deities in the games that I've played. Um, Spire is one where, like, mm -hmm. the central... The core plot of the game is your characters worship mm -hmm. a hidden god, like a, an mm -hmm. outlawed god. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just the nature of that game. Mm -hmm. Uh Let's see, games games about dragons, where you worship the dragon lords mm -hmm. and stuff. That's always that's a real common fantasy thing. Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember. Uh, 
Witcher does have clerics, but I'm not sure if there's like a specific religion that goes along with it. Besides, there like, are. Um, oh yeah, you're right because it's like the the dark sun and stuff like that. Yeah, the eclipse. There's the eclipse religion. I made up the dark sun. The eclipse. Oh. It's based sort of off the eclipse religion. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, Witcher is. Uh, but obviously, that has very well-established lore, mm-hmm. and if you're keeping it in the context of Witcher, all that stuff is already written for you. Yeah. That stuff already exists, um, and I think the the cl- the priests of that world are not really even healers so much. Mm-hmm. Like, compared to the doctors. Like, there's healing magic, but for the most part, they are more like monster defenses. <laughs> if, for lack of a better word. They're yeah. just... you. They are in your party to uh, prevent the non-witchers from dying mm-hmm. to monster attack. <laughs> um, and also, they are really helpful in social encounters. Yep. Uh, yeah. You know what? Let's, on that, let's uh, let's go ahead and build one. This will probably be the last D&D character for a bit. Okay. Because I think I'll do, after this, we'll do some, some witcher characters and mm-hmm. maybe jump into, like, some of Grant Howitt's games and things like that. <sighs> yes. Uh, and at one point, I want to do a Burning Wheel one, but that might take an entire episode to just building a burning wheel character. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, let's go do that. Alright, so this clerical building is... uh, actually going to be used for yep. a game coming up. Uh, yep. We're doing an adventure called The Forge of Fury, and I'm going to set it in Ebron, just like a side story of our Ebron game. And you're going to be a tortle cleric. Yes. A uh, tortle cleric. Which uh, does actually uh, take us out of the player's handbook just a little bit. Um, so if you, are, if you are looking for a comparable option to the total cleric um it's just going to be kind of a dwarf cleric would be comparable like mm-hmm. a uh, hill dwarf or something yeah um you wouldn't get that strength boost but you would get a uh constitution boost instead mm-hmm. but i'll i'll talk a little bit about that um so you've already done some of the work for setting up this character because mm-hmm. we're, we're playing on friday yep but we're going to get more into the building the identity of uh oliver old snapper uh, hard shell. Hard shell. Oliver Old Snapper Hard Shell. Yep. That's a good name. Old Snapper. Um, and turtles come from a thing called the Turtle Package, uh, which uh, I got it on like online on like Drive Through RPG or something, um, but I'm not exactly sure where it comes from. But it's published by Wizards, so this mm-hmm. is an official race. Yeah, it is an official race that is through Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Um, so, turtles grant a strength score increase of two and a wisdom score increase of one. Which are really um, good for clerics. Uh, they can live an average of 50 years, and everyone ignores that. Um, because tortoises. Um, uh, they're five to six feet tall and average around 450 pounds. Their shell accounts for one third of their weight. Yep. Uh, your walk speed's 30, which I thought would have been slower. Um, you have a natural claw attack that is 1d4 plus your strength modifier. Um, and it does slashing damage instead of bludgeoning damage, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of a handy thing to have, depending on what you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can hold their breath for up to one hour. They aren't natural swimmers, but they can remain underwater for some time without needing to come up for air. Hmm. That's pretty uh, dope. So yeah, an hour. Um, 
and this is really the reason to pick turtles here is they have natural armor due to your shell and the shape of your body you are ill-suited for wearing armor your shell provides ample protection however it grants you a base ac of 17. um you can't change that ac except with a shield mm -hmm. uh so it doesn't matter what your dex is it doesn't matter what armor you're wearing mm -hmm. your ac will always be 17 or with a shield 19. Mm -hmm. uh, which makes them very good at some things um for example clerics that don't get heavy armor uh they're a really good fit for um well they get heavy armor proficiencies but, only some do yeah but if you're gonna be like a small character and stuff like that yeah if you're gonna be like a trickster cleric technically they uh have higher armor than a trickster cleric could get yep um also they don't really need dexterity because um dexterity determines ac in most cases and so if you're not a dex class you can just ignore it yep um, like i have like you have <laughs> yep um so let's start out. so you're gonna be cleric what yep. domain are you gonna be i'm going to be a war cleric. Now, this is not usually what I would like usually do because I don't normally play like fighter classes, um, and mm -hmm. I don't usually like the idea of being like frontman, like oh hit mm -hmm. me, like no, that's not. I'm usually the kind of person to stand from afar and uh, want to be able to fight that way, uh, which is why I usually play very heavy spellcasters um, or rangers uh, because of that good range. Mm -hmm. um, but in this case, uh, I'll be a. Uh, war domain uh cleric um and i think since we're gonna be in eberron uh i think we chose to do the, the silver flame silver was a, flame was a good fit. uh so basically what that does is they are the the people who uh basically fight off demons um so it would make sense that this uh this old boy he uh lives out in the bayou mm. and uh he fights demons and or gators <laughs> not entirely sure which or which. Um, not that he cares. Not that he cares. Um, so I, I did not have turtles placed anywhere in Eberron. Um, <laughs> because they're not in the book. <laughs> uh, when they wanted to do this. So um, it's not that they're not in the book. Like there's plenty of things that aren't in the Eberron book. I just didn't choose to put them anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, so we decided to put turtles in the Shadow Marshes. Which is up there where the orcs are as well. Yeah, which is where orcs come from. Um, and put them at the northern part of the Shadow Marshes. This is a lot of lore for Eberron, but mm -hmm. it's just sort of like what I ended up doing because uh, I hadn't thought of this character. Um, and so uh, they had said, let's do, let's do turtles. We'll do bayou folk. Yep. Do like swamp people. Um, and so I decided to put them up in the Shadow Marshes and... They also follow the same religion as the Groshkala or the Gatekeepers, which yep. is the Sacred Flame. Um, and the, the Groshkala didn't know that until recently. And so <laughs> they had probably met the Tortles at some point, but didn't have any real interaction with them as they migrated up to the mountains to fight demons. Um, this is also until, my first time hearing this. Yeah, until a druid decided to research why demons were not trying to access uh, the mainland by going around the mountain with the ocean. Well, as it turns out, the demons had tried and they encountered some turtle people on the shoreline. Um, these turtle people did not really care what was coming up from the ocean. Um, 
But it was coming into their home, and so they hunted it and they ate it. Um, demon, devil, doesn't matter what, witch. Um, and so now, the occasional feral demon will travel through the ocean and get caught by the turtles, who also are imbued with sacred fire um, from their religion. Um, and no more intelligent devils ever try and take that path either, because there's there's no point. They wouldn't make it. Um, and so these... these uh, I guess wise, wise old-style clerics... Hanging out in the in the swamps, uh, have like a an oral history passed down for a long, long time, where they somehow picked up the same religion as the Grashkalas, the orcs, um, which I haven't put too much thought into. But you know, let's just, just leave it open. Happened. Like maybe the, maybe both the tribes met at some point and they split off, and the turtles defended the ocean. Like, and that part of history has just been lost. But you know. They're, for some reason, they're there, and that's what they do. Um, and part of their religion, I guess, uh, would be a good reason for you to go on a pilgrimage, maybe. Yep. Like, at some point, turtles just kind of go for a walk, I guess. Yeah. That's kind of going back to the, the Forgotten Realms turtles. Yep. <laughs> but there you go. That's what I had to come up with for oh, to put I'm your so characters glad. in there. I'm so glad you did. That's beautiful. Oh, man. When we get to the next chapter of Eberron, I have a uh, I have stuff for Kinku as well because I didn't previously have I didn't previously have them in the world. Yeah. And so I I put them in in an interesting way. Good. So. Uh, I'm so excited. All right. So walk through. Uh, you have your race, uh, your class, your subclass mm-hmm. already because clerics get their subclass at first level. Right. Um, unlike fighters or wizards, which we've done before. Yep. Um, so they. Clerics, warlocks, sorcerers. Mm-hmm. I think they're the, yeah, those, those are the, are the only, ones only ones that get that stuff ch- at first level. Yeah, they choose their subclass at first level. Mm-hmm. They're unique in that way. So yeah, basically uh, chose war cleric because, um, you know, fighting gators and yep. demons or both. Um, and also basically what that does is um, even though I won't be able to get it or use it as a turtle, I do get... Um, uh, proficiency in uh, martial weapons and heavy armor, which is I can't use the heavy armor, but can't use the weapons. Can't use those weapons, and so uh, our boy Old Snapper here, he went ahead and got himself a great big warhammer, um, and then uh, at first level, um, I'll be able to play. Uh, I'll be able to play it up that the God delivers bolts of inspiration to you uh, while you're engaged in battle. And so what that does is that allows me to take an action and make a weapon attack as a bonus action, um, which is super duper cool. And also, uh, you can use the feature uh, in a no- like uh, the number of times equal to your wisdom modifier, which in my case, mine is three. So uh, I'll be able to use that three times um, and then uh, regain. Long rest. Yeah. And then regain it at a, uh, at a long rest. Um, that also grants you two spells, Divine Favor and Shield of Faith, um, which will always be prepared mm-hmm. for you. Um, if if a caster class has a set of spells that they get automatically at certain levels, mm-hmm. um, you always have those spells prepared, and you mm-hmm. get them for free, yep. um, with the exception of Warlock. Yep. Um, but again, Warlocks take their own episode. Yep. <laughs> but in most cases, like in the case of Paladins um, and Clerics and stuff like that, um, even though you have 
changeable spell lists, like you can change your spell list every day. Every day. day. Yep. Um, these spells will always be prepared. So Divine Favor and Shield of Faith at first mm. level are always ready for you. Yep. Um, which is pretty cool. Um, they are, they're good defensive spells. Yeah. Um, also at first level you gain um oh yeah you have access to spellcasting um uh what background were you choosing uh i think i ended up choosing far traveler uh mainly because we were going to start our game at uh we were going to start our game at level three and so because of that we were going to be able to do um you know, we were going to be able to play it up that, uh, you know, I've been adventuring for a long time. Especially since I am such an old turtle. Mm-hmm. Um, so, he's just kind of, yeah, he's just been traveling around doing his best. And uh, that's... I'm going to be real with you guys. People do just ignore the age of turtles. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not just a me thing. That's just, we want turtles to live long. Mm-hmm. We just do. People do that. Um... So then, from there, what else do we got? Um, so we got race, class, background. Let's plug in your numbers. What are you? Um, we're gonna do the the point by system for this yes. for this game. So uh, um, we're playing a published adventure, and so I feel that those are typically balanced towards like the standard array or the point by instead mm-hmm. of the rolling dice. Right, and so what I ended up doing to do that was. Uh, I already get a plus two um, to strength and a plus one to wisdom. So what I basically did was I made my strength a 14, so that way plus those racial modifiers, I would have a a strength score of 16, making my modifier and save both plus three. Um, My dexterity, I was able to get to to 10. Don't have any modifiers or save modifiers or anything like that. My constitution, I got up to 15, so that way that gives me a plus two to my modifier and save. Um, and that also allows me to have a HP of 24. I'm not sure exactly how the math on that works out. Uh, your level one HP was only 10. That's right. Level one HP was 10, um, but then did a mid-roll, or average roll um, for, for HP. HP on Yeah, we're looking at the scores. level three breakdown of this game. Yes. Um, and then my intelligence modifier, I decided, you know what? He's not going to be, he's a, he's a wise turtle, but he ain't smart. And so he's, uh, he's wise enough to know he is not a smart man. Yep. And so his intelligence, uh, is eight, which makes his modifiers negative one. Uh, like I said earlier, wisdom would be a, uh, 16. This makes my modifier, um, or it was going to be, uh, 15, which makes my, makes it 16 with the... Uh, racial uh, abilities, and then so that would make it sixteen with a three mo- or a plus three modifier and a plus five wisdom save, which is really important for clerics. Um, and then my charisma, also very not not a very charismatic turtle, um, but he is uh, he got an eight on those, so <laughs> he's gonna also yeah. be negative one in charisma. Um, and so looking at like your derived scores, um, so speed thirty. Your hit die, because um, your level three is three d8s, but at level one, um, just one d8 for clerics. For clerics, yep. Uh, you determine your HP for clerics um, with a eight plus your con modifier, because mm-hmm. they're hit die, so d8s. Mm-hmm. Um, so at level one, yours would have been ten. Mm-hmm. Um, your most clerics' base proficiencies are light armor, medium armor, and shields, um, but there are several cleric subclasses that give you 
uh, heavy armor. Mm-hmm. So when you're picking out your starting equipment, um, make sure you check if your subclass gives you that armor. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, life gives you proficiency in uh, heavy armor, but not heavy weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, wa- or martial weapons. Mm-hmm. While the... Um, Light Domain doesn't gain proficiency in any weapons or armor, but they get, like, extra spells. They get mm-hmm. stronger spell yep. casting. Um, and that's kind of... There's sort of, like, a divide in what kind of clerics there are, and it's the it's the caster clerics and the weapon clerics, and it's dependent on what proficiency you get, and also an ability you get later that is either improved spell casting or, uh, like, Blessed Strike or things like that. Um, and in the case of life domain, they get divine strikes, which allows them to infuse their weapon with divine energy. Um, it deals extra radiant damage on hit. Um, they also get heavy weapon armor, and so they're considered like a melee uh, cleric. Yep. Most of their spell slots are going to be used towards healing and supporting, um, while their damage dealing is going to be them being up front. While light domain clerics gain uh, a lot of combat spells... And then they gain an ability called improve or potent spellcasting, which lets them add their wisdom modifier to uh, any damage they deal with a cleric cantrip. Mm-hmm. So as opposed to improving their attack action, they improve their uh, what's it called? Their cantrips, which mm-hmm. is uh, typically more suited towards casters. They also don't gain any armors, and so that's just kind of the the split. Um, but let's all let's uh. Talk a little bit about what kind of what kind of person is old Snapper. What? So we've decided that he's going to be a far traveler, uh, just because he has uh, been on his pilgrimage for quite some time at mm. this point. And by the beginning of the adventure, he's on the other side of the continent. Right. Um, so he's he's a he's protective. We know that because he fights against demon hordes. Um, but. Uh, yeah, um, I don't know. I haven't really thought much about giving this or giving like really digging deep into this character. So we'll really have to work on so, that. So like what? So like what proficiencies? Like uh, skill proficiencies? Did you pick? Got it. Okay. So um, I think far, as a far traveler, um, I think you got insight and perception. survival. Insight and survival. That would make sense. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you got to choose. Uh, three more, or I got to choose three more. I think is what it was in that one, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, and so if it was, you passed it already. Is Far Travel in this book? Yes, it is. It is not. Yeah, it is. Nope. No, Outlander is, but Far Travel is not. No, because that's a thing of Far Traveler, like an Outlander and Far Traveler are the same thing. I don't think they are. I think Far Traveler is from Xanathar's God. Well, yeah. So, okay. like so that, never mind. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was insight and survival. Though. Yeah. So then the other three proficiencies that I chose were perception, history, and persuasion. Um, I did get to. I get to have the option of doing um, intimidation and religion, but I chose not to do those because I don't feel like I don't feel like he's an intimidating turtle. Yeah. He's just he's just old snapper. Um, and religion because he's not. I'm playing him not as much as a religious cleric, more of a was gifted the powers and mm-hmm. uses them 
very diligently. He's he's real spiritual. Real spiritual. Not not real not real religious. Real spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> um, if that makes sense, I like that. Um, so so let's look at your numbers again. Your uh-huh. your. Um, then no, skill your skill numbers don't look super great, but no, that's but they that's because really strength is only only determines athletics. Yep. Um, be a good grappler. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Uh, you're not very, you're not very dexterous, intelligent, or charismatic. Yep. So, what what makes you not charismatic? What makes you not deceptive? I mean, you're proficient in persuasion. Mm-hmm. What makes you not perceptive or uh, performative and things like that? So basically, here's the thing. He's just a bayou man. He's he's just. He's he's not gonna try and lie to you. He's not gonna try and you know, he's not for that all performance and and stuff. He's just, you know, he's he's done his work and he's good with it, and he's gonna go and and have a beer. Do you think that's unique to him, or is that where he comes from? I think that's where he comes from. So so it's not it's not necessarily that he just like he's stoic and he doesn't speak. It's more that. Where he comes from, uh-huh. where he comes from, he's full of charisma. Oh yeah, he's like the life of the party. Oh yeah, uh, but anywhere else, he's it's just, just like, what's this weird turtle man talking about? Yeah, you know, he'll never sit seen there, a fucking crocodile before. Yeah, or? he'll sit there and talk for days about, you know, the fact that when he was a youngin, he, uh, he, uh, he's, he's fucking uh, Ellis from Left for Dead. Yeah, he's like, remember <laughs> my, my brothers one time? He's <laughs> like, we ain't got time for that, Ellis. <laughs> He'll, he'll sit there and talk your ear off about, you know, all the dangers that these eight-legged gators, you know, <laughs> cause and, and whatnot. But they, no one else knows what he's talking about. She's <laughs> like, he may not seem like much, but people aren't aware. He does know what bone devil tastes like. And that's something that's probably unique to his people. Uh-huh. <laughs> and also uniquely terrifying that people don't wouldn't know. Oh, yeah. You know. There's a reason why his name's Old Snapper. Yeah. He'll get into it if you really ask, but, you know. So, the, <laughs> so it's, yeah, so he's, he's, he's a talker. He's, he's good at speaking. Uh-huh. It's what he speaks about that hurts his charisma. Exactly. Um, and that's kind of his flaw. He thinks he's really, really cool, uh, but he doesn't under, know what he it's not that he doesn't understand why people don't get why where he's coming from. It's they don't understand him. They don't understand him. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, now, with his low intelligence, intelligence is just book smarts, typically. Yep. Um, now, you don't need book smarts when you got a hammer. <laughs> now, what if... <laughs> what if we thought about this, though? Like, what... what Do you have an intelligence proficiency? You've got something. I've got... History. History. So... <laughs> you do know things like you're old. You've got your culture is very old, yep. and you've traveled for a long time. Mm-hmm. So you've picked up history and knowledge, mm-hmm. um, but your intelligence is low. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know nothing about. <laughs> I don't know nothing much about Arcana or religion. <laughs> I would. I would almost say, what if you do? What if you do understand how deeply magical you are? Yeah. You do understand your religion and uh-huh. your culture. Uh-huh. You do understand. But I know nothing about anyone else's. Yeah. You do understand <laughs> like the natural world and yeah. how like nature works. Yeah. But you couldn't articulate any of it. Oh that. yeah. 
your words for that is not the same as anyone else's words for it. <laughs> it's just like, like I would I would challenge you to come come up with what your with what turtles call the silver flame. Okay. Because like if you were talking to someone in Thrain, mm-hmm. you would have the same religion as them. Mm-hmm. They may not know what you're talking about though. <laughs> you may call it something very different, but you have the same holy symbol as everyone oh, else man. in that country. Yeah. You have the same holy symbol as every single orc in, in the Grosh Kala. Yeah, okay. But <laughs> you're not using the same words they're using. I so it's like your your character's not even un your character's not even dumb. They're uh-huh. not dumb. It's not that they're not charismatic. Oh yeah. It's just that where they come from has sort of created this wall between uh-huh. you and others. Yeah. It's literally a language barrier at this point. Yeah, in in so many ways. It's <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Like you're your power comes from from the holy might of Sybaris, like all of the other uh, sacred flame yeah. users. But they don't understand that. Yeah. Oh, man, that's beautiful. <laughs> and it's like you understand nature like, uh-huh. to, to a wild degree. Like yeah. you, are, you are from the swamps. You catch fish. You hunt. Yep. You understand animal migration. You understand all that stuff. Uh-huh. But the way you would talk about it is not such a way that others would understand it. Oh, yeah. Birds, they go on vacation. What are you talking about? <laughs> they gotta go. <laughs> it's just like you know what season these things are going to appear in. You uh-huh. don't know why. Uh-huh. And you may not even call it the same thing they call uh-huh. it. <laughs> like a bass is a bass to everyone else but you guys. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> those are those are silver gills. And I like because and I I think that's kind of I kind of like that because it's not a flaw and it's not something your character would feel as a flaw. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you wouldn't, you wouldn't feel down about these low scores. Yeah. In any realistic way. Yeah. And that that takes away from your character being flawed or like harping on that and stuff. Yeah, I like that a lot. <laughs> um, also, that makes it to where it's even more playable and not like a negative thing, even mm-hmm. though. Yeah. According to the dice, it is. Yeah. Because it's like that's that's sort of what I I tried to do with mm-hmm. one of my fighters. It's just like he's not charismatic, he's not wise, and I sort of just manifest that in like. Uh, he's pushy, aggressive, and prideful. <laughs> and it's not that it's not that he's just unwise, but he's so confident to the point that it can be a detriment. Yep. Um, and so that's not his personal... That's not a flaw to him. It is a flaw that that character has, but it's not something that he feels bad about. Yeah. But it's still something you can do. Yeah, I Same agree. Same with that. It's just like, you, you don't feel like you're an idiot, mm-hmm. um, but your intelligence may not be able to be... Mm-hmm like relate to people mm-hmm. um so i think and that could be a fun way to play it mm-hmm. dexterous i mean you're just a turtle <laughs> there's a reason you will the warhammer not a scalpel like there's <laughs> like we know what this is about we know um but yeah so i think i think that kind of gives you a little bit to play with mm-hmm. um do you want to i think turtles have some personality traits do you want to look through them Yes, please. Do you want to see if we got some some turtle traits? Yes, maybe. I want these tasty turtle traits. Um. Oh wait, maybe they don't. Oh, hang on. Holy lore. Sorry, I'm looking through the the turtle package. It's not something I've really researched too much. Yeah. Um, also, because <laughs> it all takes place in the Forgotten Realm, so it's mm-hmm. not it's not anything I'm too worried about having. Um. Because the Forgotten Realms treats turtles like monks. Mm-hmm. They're sort of like uh, hermits and monks who they're, go on pilgrimage and whatnot. They're actually Uguay from uh, Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good one. 
Um, well, that's okay. This doesn't actually have like character features. Hmm. Um, so then I guess let's let's uh, talk about the the nature of your character's deity since you are mm-hmm. playing a cleric what is what is the nature of the sacred flame to the tortles okay so let me go to the back of the book here so that way i can make sure that i'm reading off of the correct um you're close yeah the correct uh deity list yeah the deities of eberron right here all right so we've got our sovereign Ooh. You're down here in the other faiths. Yep, other faiths, silver flame, uh, the deity of protection and good. Yeah. Sounds La- great. Lawful good. Okay. So, uh, lawful good, uh, I guess what that means to him is that, um, you know, he probably, uh, he probably abides by the fact that, um, you know, things are balanced for a reason, there are always rules, and you gotta, you gotta do them, you know, you can't just meander around and, yeah. and hope for the best, or so, not so, think that your, you know, karma's not gonna catch up to you, it is. Yeah, okay. So his, so his lawfulness sort of manifests in, like, a, a natural balance of the world. Yeah. Does he think that his deity provides that? Does the silver flame provide that, or... Do you have to sort of take that balance into your hands sometimes? You know what? I think, I think he thinks that, uh, you know, at some point or another, there probably was something that taught the turtles to make sure that they were the ones to make sure, like, to make sure that they knew what right and wrong was, what mm-hmm. what balance was, and what that means to to their culture, to their lifestyle, and and everything like that. Um, I have reason to believe that they probably haven't spoken to him in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably off doing other stuff elsewhere because we're just handling it and we're doing yeah. it really well. Yeah. And so. Um, yeah, I didn't think about this. I will pull this up while you're talking. And uh, so um, he probably thinks that you know, it is what it is, and the turtles are the ones to make sure that you know everyone plays their part, and um, you know. Oh my god, he's a socialist! Of course he is. All my characters are socialists. <laughs> Oops! Socialist, in a way, I guess. Um, <laughs> so I guess that's sort of like... Yeah, everyone is to be treated equally. No one uh, no one tips the scales in any way. And so, it, your lawfulness manifests in sort of like tradition, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like that. Um, and then so... How does the good manifest? Is your, like, I guess in the, in dealing with a deity, do you mm-hmm. believe that your deity is the absolute good, or the way your deity acts is within the moral good? I think the way the deity acts is within the moral good, because there is no such thing as perfect, and you can try your best to make sure that things are balanced, and, you know, sometimes you gotta do things that are good, uh that you know don't normally would be that wouldn't normally be good like a white lie for example mm-hmm. a white lie is not going to hurt anybody and most of the time white lies are you know to make someone else feel better about something and that's what he thinks yeah <laughs> and so the the ends justify the means in most cases okay okay and that's that's very lawful good um so 
in the case of the Silver Flame, mm-hmm. um, in in the Wayfinder's Guide to Eberron, the Church of the Silver Flame, uh, the Silver Flame is a force of light holding back foul demons. Um, those who seek to defend the innocent from evil must draw on the power of the flame. Uh, battle supernatural evils with steel, fire, and magic. Mm-hmm. Every mortal soul can be guided to the light, inspire and guide others to virtuous behaviors. Um, force is a last resort. Um, mm-hmm. Listen to the voice of the flame, but beware the deceiving whispers of the shadow in the flame. Mm-hmm. Um, the Church of the Silver Flame has a disciplined hierarchy with martial aspects. Uh, friars and ministers seek to guide people to the light, while Templars defend them from evil. So, uh, the martial nature is definitely part of the Silver Flame, mm-hmm. um, but there's also it also has that um, uh, a number of variant sects of the of worship of the Silver Flame. You can always find your own path. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think there's there's some definite structure that I think fits with Eberron from the Silver Flame, mm-hmm. and that's like uh, the there's a martial aspect to the Silver Flame. Mm-hmm. There's um, archery is an important aspect because mm-hmm. they even gave the orcs uh, the orcs all carried longbows with silver arrows, mm-hmm. um, even though they're de- separate from Thrain. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you, you know thi- why silver arrows? Why? Because that's what takes down demons best. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> okay. So let me ask you this. Do you think your characters are connected to the voice of the flame? Or do you think that the turtles started figuring this out in a way? Like, is there... Is their combat style the same as a Grosh Kalah's combat style? Probably not. Probably not? Okay. Because Grosh Kalah are going to be weighted completely different. That's true. A turtle would have to learn to fight its own way. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I see that. So, um, so the turtles still carry their own bow. And I've said that you could carry a long bow mm-hmm. instead of a light crossbow, yep. um, which is not something clerics get by default, but I figure it makes sense for your lore to just mm-hmm. carry a long bow instead. Yep. Um, is it so it says using for ceremony and uh, meditation do you think that you do actually know how to wield that in in combat do you still wield that bow oh yeah masterfully <laughs> I mean I would have reason to think that even though it's a pretty bow and these are pretty arrows they still got some bite to them well yeah <laughs> they're ceremonial and fully functional exactly okay um, and I mean of course for the for like even hunting, mm-hmm. like having a ranged weapon, is still better than mm-hmm. hunting something with a. He probably with a doesn't. He probably doesn't hunt with it because he's got claws and a snapper for that. Okay, so he's not worried about hunting anything that can get away from him. It's something that he want, that will fight him. Yeah. Okay. So you eat bears, you eat gators. Um, <laughs> eat bears, eat gators, eat lots of fish. <laughs> That's what old snappers about. Old snappers about. So. <laughs> Do you think the voice of the flame told you, like, told the turtles one day that um, to fight these monsters they needed silver? Or has a long line of turtles discovered that silver works? I don't know. I think it's... I'm sure that from outsider's perspective, it would probably be like, oh yeah, no, they, they figured it out. Honestly, I don't think Old Snapper knows. Okay. I don't think he knows, and... Uh, I think he's perfectly okay with it, not knowing. Okay. I like that. I get that. Um, it just knows. He just knows it works, because mm-hmm. it works. Because it works. Um, now, do you know... 
do you think he knows where the magic comes from, or does he have a does he have a name for where the magic comes from? This could go into the yeah. what you call the silver flame religion yeah. in a way. So I think he does, and I think he calls it. Uh, I think he calls it something like the light on swamp water. Okay, okay. Something like that. The light, the light on on the swamp water. Light okay. on the swamp water. Okay. Because uh, it not, it's not supposed to reflect because that swamp's disgusting. There's no mm-hmm. reason there should be a reflection on that swamp water, mm-hmm. but that light sure does. Mm-hmm. And it reflects. Not sure how, but it okay. does. Uh, do you think you? They have a, like a literal reverence for for fire, like. Oh yeah, no, they know what fire is, but it's not that color. Oh yeah. Okay. Like I'm not saying like they know what fire is, but like do they have a reverence for it? Like them, like there's like is it sacred in some way? Um, like what would be the practices of these of, of these turtles? Yeah. Um. So I think so. I think that if like the the idea of like performing any type of ritual to this deity without knowing that it is a deity um, would basically come down to setting something on fire, mm-hmm. waiting patiently, and then meditating on it, and then whenever it changes colors, mm-hmm. then it would be a you would be able to do any type of mis- mysterious thing. Okay. So, um, you know, uh, for example, if uh, you wanted to cast, like, um, detect magic as a ritual. Yeah. You would, <laughs> it takes ten, ten minutes anyways. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you sit down, you start a fire, and you sit there and meditate on it. And after ten minutes, uh, the fire turns a different color, which is the color that is the light on the swamp water. And then you're able to figure out what's going around you. Okay, I like that. I like that. So, okay, so yeah, so it becomes a conduit for, like, the, the ritual magic. Mm-hmm. So are you, is Old Snapper unique in that he is a cleric, or are most of the Tortles clerics? I think that um, he's unique in the fact that he is a cleric, that he has uh, meditated enough to be able to figure out how to do all of this. Okay. Um, has he heard the voice? You know, I don't know. That'd be something to consider. That'd be something to consider. Because, like, what, what is the next step? What mm-hmm. makes him magic? Mm-hmm. What changes him from a priest to a cleric? Mm-hmm. I think you're right. If that's the case, then, yeah, I think he's heard the voice in the flame. Um, and it kind of, it probably spooked him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but then realized that it was his friend. And then mm-hmm. started listening to the flame that way. Okay. Um. Now, I'm sure he's not the the only follower of the. He's not, I'm sure he's not the only cleric, but he is. But clerics are not common mm-hmm. among them. Clerics are not very common among them. But um, this is this worship common. Uh, yeah, they they see the power that's in it. Okay. And they see that the protection that is of like that comes from it. Okay. And so that's what they like. They know that it ha- that there is something there. They don't have a name for it besides light on the swamp water. Um, but you know. Got it. They kind of they know it they know it exists. Okay. Um So are they are they aware that the demons are demons? Probably not. Are they aware that they're evil? Probably. I mean anything that's coming out of the water that's going to purposely attack you that okay. kind of that kind of makes it an evil thing. Gotcha. Um Okay. 
So because to them, they're just innocent civilians that are just trying to like you know live, and then anything that's coming out of that water that's coming to attack them or mm-hmm. you know snapping turtles are extremely you know territorial anyways. Yeah. Uh, they're gonna protect their land, and so you know okay they stand their ground and that's how they kill demons. Yeah. But like I said, those weird eight-legged gators. Yeah, right. They don't. They don't have their word. They don't have a proper word for it. Mm-mm. They're gators. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> the druid discovered that they had as many words for gator as the Grashkala had for demons. Um, <laughs> um, I'm just looking at this this spell that you get. Um, so you have you have magic weapon mm-hmm. as a uh, as a spell that you always have prepared by level three. Yep. Um, which is pretty dope, mm-hmm. and it's just a bonus action. You you plus one your weapon for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you use it as a higher spell slot, you can plus two it or even plus three it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty cool. And so I would just like to let you know that basically what that does is uh, my Warhammer is basically a giant staff that's got a big-ass rock that's got carvings on it and um, attached to the end of it. And so basically what happens is uh, Old Snapper's going to stand there. He's going to feel threatened. He's going to tap his the staff on the ground, and the head of the hammer is just going to light up. I like it. It's gonna catch on fire, light up. That's that's your weapon, magical. And that's it. Magical, or <laughs> or if you have like a smite or something like that. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. Cool. I like that. Very simple. That's very that's very neat. He's slow going, you know, fi- fighting fighting as the last resort. Like if mm-hmm. they only if they like challenge you, kind of thing. Yep. Like, well, this is how you wanted it. <laughs> Let's go. I guess. I like that. Okay, so. Um. We've only done first level characters so far, mm-hmm. um, but for this game, we are starting at level three. And mm-hmm. so with that, um, that sort of lets us go into starting starting a campaign um, at a higher level. Mm-hmm. This is usually something that the DM will tell you. Um, and if you're making your character, though, and they haven't said mentioned anything, um, definitely ask, because I don't like starting games at first level, personally. it's so grindy. Uh, yeah, because it's... It, characters are a little too fragile at the beginning. Um, but... You know, sometimes some people do, and it's that's just personal reference. Um, but with that, when you reach level two as a cleric, mm-hmm. you gain your first channel divinity and uh, another divine domain feature. Mm-hmm. So channel divinities are something that clerics and paladins get, mm-hmm. and they're they function similar to spells, but they are just sort of like one or two time use abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can only use them uh, once between every long rest for most cases. Yeah. Um, so, channel divinity. At second level, you gain the ability to channel divine energy from your deity. Mm-hmm. Using that energy, uh, you start with two effects. Turn undead and an effect determined by your domain. Mm-hmm. Some domains grant additional effects as you advance. Uh, when you use your channel divinity, you choose which effect you create. You must then finish a short rest or a long rest to use your channel divinity again. Some channel divinities require saving throws, um, and this d- DC is determined by your spell save DC, which we went over as the wizard, um, when we, which we went over in the wizard uh, podcast, but your spell save DC is 13. Yep. Um, and your spell attack is plus 5. Yep. Um, beginning at 6th level, you can use your channel divinity twice, blah, blah, blah. Um, so you gain more uses of it as you reach higher levels. Um, but we're focused on which one you get. So you get turn undead. This mm-hmm. is what all clerics get at second level. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it gets stronger as clerics level up. It sure does. Uh, but um, each undead you see or hear within 30 feet of you must make a wisdom saving throw. If the creature fails the saving throw, it is turned for one minute or until it takes any damage. The creature must spend its turn trying to move as far away from you as it can and can, can't willingly move to a space within 30 feet of you. It also can't take reactions. For its, for its action, it can only use the dash action, dash action to escape, um, and that prevents it from moving. If there's nowhere to move, it can take the dodge action. Um, so what that means is, if you're surrounded by a bunch of dead things, you use this, and they gotta run away. Mm-hmm. If they fail the saving throw. Um, this is really good for just like a whole bunch of zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, less good for things like vampires that have high saves. Um, still possible. Still worth trying if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it later becomes destroy undead, which... Um, and that's if, at level five. Yeah, if the creatures are too weak, they just die. Mm. Um, which is neat. Uh, you will also... Because I am see, a war domain. For the domain. war domain, you get guided strike at second level. Mm-hmm. You can use your channel divinity to strike with supernatural accuracy. When you make an attack roll, you can use your channel divinity to gain plus ten bonus to the roll. You can make <laughs> this choice after you see the roll, but before the DM says if it hits or misses. So it's sort of like... You get aimbot for a turn, you know? Mm-hmm. For for a split second, you just hit. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Like, I know it's not a for sure hit, but in most cases, if you're like, oh, I rolled a 10, I'm not sure if that's going to hit. Boom, it's a 20 now. That's going to hit. Does it count if it's a natural one? Um, Probably not. It probably doesn't count if it's a natural one. Also, um, even after modifiers, in some cases, it might still be hard to be hitting with that. Mm, that's fair. Um... But keeping in mind, it does uh, does have to be an attack roll. Mm-hmm. That does mean attack or spell attack. Mm-hmm. Um, any attack roll. Um, if it says specifically the attack action, that only means attack. But if it says an attack roll, mm-hmm. that can mean attack, range attack, or spell attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's those are what you get at second level. And then I believe at third level, you don't get a feature because you gain second level spell slots. That is right. Um as well as second level spells. Mm-hmm. Now your two second level domain spells for war domain are magic weapon and spiritual weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, both wildly good spells. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, they do both take concentration, so that that puts a bit of a damper on yeah, it. Yeah, so you can't use both at the same time. Um, but they're both very good. Um, wait, let me double check that. Yes, they're both concentration. Um, but yeah, you gain that and you gain your second level spell slots. Mm-hmm. So that means uh, by third level, you can cast four first level spells and two second level spells in a day. Um, you also know three cantrips mm-hmm. and you can uh, prepare. Uh, this is always hard to find. Uh, you can prepare up to your wisdom modifier plus your spell your current cleric level, so... So, five plus three. Yeah. So, eight. Yeah, so eight. Mm-hmm. And... Wait, you have a plus five in wisdom? Mm-hmm. You have a plus three in wisdom. I thought you have a plus five to wisdom saves. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yes, it is a plus three yeah. to wisdom. wisdom modifier plus cleric level. But yeah, so six. Mm-hmm. Six, you can prepare six spells. Um, which is pretty good. Uh... Clerics can prepare spells from their entire cleric spell list at all times. From their specific cleric spell list. So, like, if... So, if you're well, a... Well, the, the entire cleric spell list. Um, 
if if a domain spell has a domain has a spell that is not a cleric spell, then you obviously don't have it, um, unless you have that domain. Like trickery, like trickery clerics get spells like charm person disguise self that uh, are not on the cleric spell list. No mm-hmm. cleric would have those spells except, except trickery. Yeah. Um, War domain, however, actually has a bunch of spells that clerics already get. Um, specifically Spiritual Weapon, Shield of Faith, Divine Favor, clerics already get those spells. Mm -hmm. So you pretty much just have those spells prepared, and they don't count as one of your prepared Mm -hmm. cleric spells. So, um, let's have a small spell list. What do you think? Sure, sounds good. Like, since you can freely change it, it's not super important, but, Mm -hmm. like, whatever you're starting, you're going to start the game with. Mm -hmm. What does he travel around and carry with him? Okay. So, um, did this update i've asked it to update like four or five times so give me one second what do you mean um because it still seems to think that i want to be a death cleric but i do not okay there it goes i think i got it right that time yeah cleric yeah, there's no reason why so you just have to remove the the old ones yeah so just hit hit false life and ray of sickness and remove this sorry we're using the the spell book app um so unprepare um Okay, so yeah. yeah. So Divine Favor, Shield of Faith, Magic Weapon, Spiritual Weapon. So you've got six spells to choose from from your first and second level spells. Mm-hmm. Um, Which also doesn't include cantrips. It does not. You have three cantrips to choose from. Mm-hmm. So let's start with cantrips. Let's pop over here and do cleric. Alright, so what what three cantrips do you think you'd carry with you? Probably Mending. Mending, okay. Mm-hmm. Probably Mending. Uh, probably Sacred Flame. And probably spare the dying. Spare the dying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Unless uh, at level, I get level three spell slots or level two spell slots. Level two spell slots. First uh, and second level spells. Healing word is a little bit better than that one. Then uh, spare the dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So something instead of spare the dying, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Also, cure wounds is better than spare the dying. So yeah, instead of that, what is resistance? Distance, you touch a willing creature. Touch one willing creature, and once before the spell ends, the target can roll a d4 and add the number to that saving throw of its choice. Ooh. So it's like a saving throw version of Guidance. Yeah. Okay. Um, mm. Light and Thaumaturgy is always a fun one. Yeah, Thaumaturgy is always really fun. Um, um, you don't have the updated spell list, necessarily. Huh? Uh, I mean, you don't have the spell list from other books. Mm-hmm. Which we will update that later, um, but it's fine. We're staying in player's handbook. It's it's cool. Okay. Um, so yeah, mending sacred flame, and I'm gonna go ahead and get resistance. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Play with that one, because you. Okay. Yeah. You don't have toll the dead or word of radiance, um, but would you use toll the dead or just sacred flame? Um. Toll the dead is really good if your DM lets you use it. Really good. Um, it's also like the only cantrip that has necrotic damage. Mm-hmm. Or, well, it's not the only one, mm-hmm. but it's uh, it's a saving throw one. Yeah, I would probably take uh, Toll the Dead over Resistance. Over Resistance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, just consider that. We'll get the mm-hmm. other thing. So, um, you got six spells to choose from between first and second level. Mm-hmm. Which ones do you like? Okay. So, we decided Cure Wounds would probably be better, right? Or uh, not Cure Wounds, but uh, Healing Word. Yeah, Cure Wounds or Healing Word, and then you have a second level healing spell that probably is stronger than Cure Wounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, aid. Aid's pretty good. Um, I think 
prayer of healing or something like that? Somewhere mm-hmm. in there? Yeah, prayer of healing. Um, and basically what that does is you take, uh, you take a couple of minutes and you're able to get two D8s plus your spell casting modifier to everyone within, uh, to six creatures of your choice that you can see within range of you. Yeah. Up to 30 feet. It's a real, it's a real good one. That's a real good one. I'm going to go ahead and get that one too. Okay. And so those, those two are good. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are, those are your good healings, your good healing spells. Good healing spells. All right. So that gives you four more. Um, so I think like if you, if you ever go online and are looking for stuff about clerics and you see that people say that clerics are weak for whatever reason, <laughs> uh, I think what they mean is healing is weak. Mm-hmm. Um, which in combat, it sort of is. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're in combat, you probably want to throw out healing words and stuff instead of like trying to fully heal your people and just like get them back on the feet so they can go and attack. Mm-hmm. Um, because your enemies uh, are less dangerous when they're dead. Um, and then after combat, you heal. Um, while on the other end of the spectrum, clerics have some really good in combat spells. Mm-hmm. Some real good ones. Although I did just add, because it is extremely important, uh, Zone of Truth. Um, he don't like liars. Okay, I like that. He don't like liars. Um, so that's going to be absolutely one of them. Um, and then, uh, let's see, what else we got? We could do... Um, guiding Bolts. Guiding, yeah, guiding bolts. bolts. Always got to do Guiding Bolt. That's a good one. You do inflict wound, but you're already a competent weapon wielder, mm-hmm. so I don't think that's really worth <laughs> I don't it. need to inflict wounds. I got a warhammer to do it for me. <laughs> what do you mean I need to learn to inflict wounds? I already know how to do that. Um. Um. What? What about maybe like a, something like bless or bane? Mm-hmm. One of those two. Yeah, bane is actually really, really strong whenever you use it correctly. Mm-hmm. So I think it's I good will against take like that single one. single target strong mm-hmm. enemies. I think I'll take that one. Okay. I think that should be all of them. Uh, I think you have two more. I have two more. Wait, so two healing spells, Zone of Truth, Guiding Bolt, mm-hmm. Bane. One more? I can pick one more? One more, I think. Oh, I did Prayer of Healing. Yeah, I got you. Okay. So, um. one more. Um... Uh, whole person is always a really good one. Um, whole person because I'm going to be a grappler. <laughs> it's not the same thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can already hold people. <laughs> whole person, I mean, whole person and Bane is kind of doubling up. Mm-hmm. Like, Bane sort of, like, harms one enemy and mm-hmm. makes it harder for them. So does whole person. Mm-hmm. So I'd pick one or the other if you were looking at those. Yeah. Um, you already have spiritual weapon, which is already dope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at these second level spells. Oh no, I You're got have some lint. pretty good stuff. I've already got men, so don't need lesser restoration. Uh, um. That's not those don't do the same thing. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? I can't just mend this this wound. It's less than a foot long. <laughs> that's right. Oh man, that was really funny. Okay. Um. Enhance abilities could be funny. You've got a fighter in your party. Oh, I do. That could be a funny one. Where's that one? Is that a second level spell? Yeah. You can, uh, you touch a creature and bestow it with a magical enhancement. Choose one of the following effects, then it gains it until the spell ends. I get that one. <laughs> you like that one? Yeah. You can do bear's endurance. They gain hit points. Bull's strength. They have advantage on strength checks. Cat's grace. Uh, they have advantage on dex checks and mm-hmm. don't take damage from falling 20 feet or less. 
Uh, Eagle's Splendor, Advantage on Charisma, Fox's Cunning, Advantage on Intelligence, mm-hmm. Elves Wisdom, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I would like to let you know in advance, whenever we get to third level, or get to the point where I can cast third level spells, absolutely take Spirit Guardians, because they're all going to be turtles. Yes! I love it. <laughs> Bunch of angry turtles. Bunch of angry turtles. Good. Um, so I think I think we kind of nailed down your character. It's yeah. one of their quirks already. Um, yeah. They have like a, do you have like a real specific one in mind? Or maybe... I'll let you think on that because it's your character. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think... Um, I think as far as a quirk goes, I think he's already pretty, pretty sold on... Uh, you know, he's not... It's not that he's not smart. He just doesn't have the right words for it. Um, or his words aren't the same as other people's words. Exactly. Yeah. Um, or, uh, I don't know, I think um, I think the next uh, closest thing to it is he doesn't understand why things are squishy. Oh, yeah. He doesn't understand. I like that. All of his, all of his, um, like, his entire family, <laughs> oh, all of his people, they are all, you know, they've, they... You know, they're heavy hitters. They've got, you know, they can take a punch. They can keep on going. They've got, you know, their houses on their backs. Like, it's a whole thing. Um, oh, bless your heart. You, you ain't got a shell. How are you even surviving out here? <laughs> How are you able to do this? <laughs> I like that. That's really fun. I think that's, I think that about sums him up, though. That's a pretty good He's one. He's just a really good heart, good-hearted old turtle man. Who just wants who just wants to do his best. Gotcha. <laughs> I like that. Uh, do you think they'd have a sense of justice enough to like since for the beginning of the campaign, the adventure? Um, mm-hmm. that like if a town pleaded for you to help them deal with like bandits that they got, would you would you be the one to step in? Would you be Yeah, I would probably step in. Um, I mean it's a lot better than having to having these poor these poor squishy people do it. Yeah. Um not only that, uh, you know, if they're if they're hurting other people, I'd absolutely probably step in and try and mm-hmm. and negotiate something. But if that didn't yeah. work out, you know, yeah, my hammer works. Is old Snapper is he is he confident in his combat or his magic? Oh yeah, he, he, he doesn't he, know he doesn't know where it comes from necessarily, but uh, he's pretty confident. In he's it. pretty confident, and is he combat in his own fighting skill? Oh yeah, he's um. He, uh, I think so. I mean, he's pretty strong. He's, like, he's pretty strong. Like he's he's kind of the he's kind of got the strength of a power lifter. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, he's uh, got to. That shell's real heavy. That's true. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, yeah. I think. Do you think you've got enough character to play? I think so. Cool. Yeah. Um. So look out for that character in our uh, Forge of Fury adventure. Um. And I think with that, I think we've got a good stopping point. Got a good stopping point. Hope that. Hope. That was a little more uh, freeform and all over the place because we already had that character sort of built. <laughs> but that's uh, if you want a little more in-depth process, go back to the fighter or mm-hmm. the wizard game. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a little more open. Um, if you want my recommendation for stuff that's not uh, instead of the turtle, um, since it's not a uh, since it's not a player's handbook race, if you mm-hmm. want to the player's handbook, um, wisdom classes and dexterity classes. You um, for like tricksters, or uh, light or light clerics, mm. and strength classes for all the others. You can never go wrong with a tiefling cleric. You, you can, can never go. You can one hundred percent go wrong with a tiefling, tiefling cleric. cleric. <laughs> uh, play what you want to play. Their, their stats don't help you too much. They really don't. 
Um, but if you wanted to be a holy tiefling, be a tiefling paladin. That too. That also uh, works, I guess. That's pretty good. Because <laughs> um, they need that charisma. Mm-hmm. I'd say a dwarf. Uh, hill dwarves have increased wisdom. Yeah. They're pretty much made to be clerics. They're mm-hmm. real good at it. Um, uh, humans, decent clerics. Mm-hmm. Um, they pray to gods because they don't live very long and they need help in this crazy, crazy world where they are so soft. Um, <laughs> wood elves make great nature clerics. Uh-huh. They, they make great a lot of things because yeah. they're wood elves. Um, it's very true. Uh, yeah, I think that I think that's my that's my recommendation mm-hmm. for players' handbook stuff. Yeah, if you need if you're playing with a dexterity, uh, like trickster or light clerics, you want you want probably a wood elf. Mm-hmm. If you're playing one of the heavyweight heavy armor clerics, probably a hill dwarf. I think you could be a gnome if you're a trickster cleric. Yeah, a gnome trickster yeah. cleric. That it does be. it does honestly come down to whatever you yeah. want to play. Mm-hmm. Um. I would. I could also say like uh, half orcs. They don't gain any wisdom, but they gain lots of strength. Mm. Um, that would be if I was making a war cleric for the video. I would say, or for the podcast, I would say I'd uh, probably make it a, a, a half orc. A half orc, because mm. that's just it's just a strong half orc of war. Mm-hmm. You know, what like they do. Uh, but with that, guys, I hope you enjoyed. Um, let us know. Uh, what you think we should build if you have any suggestions or any games that you want to hear us build. Hit us up! Yeah, hit us up on Twitter at P2BW1. Um, And look out next week where I think we're going to build us a Witcher. Alright. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye!